Hey guys, welcome back to the Prehistoric Life Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Crawford. And last time, we had a battle against Nanaquisaurus and Krylophosaurus. That was the Christmas special. I'll count this one as a Christmas special, too. And you guys can see see the title of the episode. I wanted to do something special. I don't know if I've done this episode before, but I couldn't find it anywhere. And like saved audio files, deleted audio files, episodes I've uploaded. I couldn't find an episode on that I did on mass extinctions. So I or well, yeah, mass extinctions. So I decided to do an episode on the five major mass extinctions. Not saying there are not other extinctions that happened, and there were not other mass extinctions. These were the five major ones that are like the ones that really shaped life on earth because there there was like things like the great oxidization event which didn't it did shape life on earth but it was so early on that it it was like creatures that oxygen was like poisonous to they just died off and that was like half the population which does sound like a lot but if you have like six or seven species it's not that many but these were like Thousands upon thousands of species were dying off, things like that. So we're going to hop right into it. This is a little notes app that I do have of these. Um, my research is not solely, but kind of based on the um, show Prehistoric Planet. So please go check that out. Uh, it is voiced by, what is that dude's name? Um, especially Jeff Goldblum. That is not right. I'll think of it. What is his name? I'll think of it like when I'm done recording and it's going to eat me up or something. So we're going to start off with the one that was the farthest away was the Ordovician Silurinian extinction. It happened 400 million years ago. So I will be putting this kind of in perspective onto this. I put the mammoth on the mammoth bones. Just put, you know what? You want to stay on the floor? You can go right there. So this is um, 400 million years ago. Uh, I got to find it. This is the Ordovician to the Silurinian. So it's the extinction that happened between here. I'm saying a rough estimate of 400 million years. It's not exactly because this this one is a bit more dated. So that's when life was primarily in the ocean. That's when you had the giant squids, the giant death scorpions, trilobites, weird sponges, sea cockroaches, weird uh, – I was about to say fungi. Well, I guess probably some kind of weird sea fungi. You had like clams and things like that. So life was primarily in the ocean. And that's whenever you had things like Nautilus and big old sea scorpions and the weird top predator of the time and the big old squid. Hang on. Um, Big old squid like Orthoceros, like this, like this bad boy, this big mamba jamba. Orthoceros. 
So it's a, like a just giant squids that existed with giant pointy heads, basically. Um, so what's going on? There we go. Format was being read. So that was 85% of life died because a storm froze the world, putting it in an ice age. So there was a giant freak storm that happened uh, due to um, like discharges in the atmosphere that basically just froze the world. And a lot of uh, species died off just due from being so close to the surface that they just froze to death. And things like nautilus and giant squids like this and trilobites, they survived by uh, due to animals sinking into the just abyss of the ocean, the absolute darkness that just like basically like flooded the bottom of the deepest parts of the ocean. Because there was technically land, but it was more like small islands at this point, and it would form to be bigger, um, and nothing was really on it yet. There's probably a few things, but this is primarily this time of, like, the ocean. So, things like Orthoceros and other species, a lot of their ancestors died off. A lot of things like that died off, but clearly not all of them because we do have squids and things like that today. Um, but 85% of life died off to do, due to being frozen to death. Um, which is absolutely just like bizarre to think about that that much life is just gone. Uh, I'm going to try to find. Yeah, yeah but like 85% of life died off and that's relatively medium size for some of these so we're going to move on to the devionin extinction uh devionin car it could be known as the oh let me actually do this right devionin cambiniferous extinction probably it, it's there's probably multiple names but that happened about about 365 million years, give or take. It was right here. So literally a whole like time period just broke away and then there was another mass extinction. So um, there was a surge of nutrients into the ocean from actually land that from like plants and things starting to sprout out onto land. And some of that nutrients sunk into the ocean, and it basically made plankton grow like crazy. Plankton basically just went haywire and just, like, spread across a large portion of the ocean. And it grew. Then, there was, since there was so much, a lot of it just floated to the top of the water. And if you know about plankton, it needs, like water oxygen it can't just be exposed to direct oxygen so when it would do that it would be um it would float to the top and die covering the top of the water right and since there was so much oxygen levels dropped in the ocean and since there was no like area for the uh 
oxygen to get in because all this plankton had floated to the top and just died. It began to rot and everything under it died. And then there was this nasty sludge of plankton that killed off 87% of species. And interesting fact about this, this is one of the, this is the mass evolution, uh, not evolution, mass extinction that actually caused um, sharks to take control. Cause things like, Dunkleostes were the big species was one of the big species that really went extinct during this time period because of this nasty plankton sludge water that basically just sucked up all the oxygen, cut off sunlight. So all the fish and things, it was just it was basically just like a weird hydrogen over hydrogenized water. It was still water, but the oxygen levels were somehow lower. Um so, so instead of H2O, it was probably like H2. Although it, there's some other chemical. I'm not a chemist. I'm trying to be a paleontologist. So please don't expect me to just know how that works. But um, yeah, it killed 87% of the species. And mainly species survived just by like not being in the area. I, I know it's like a lazy way they survived but that that's kind of how they survived that's why sharks took over if if dunkleosis didn't go extinct sharks would not have rose to the top of their food chain which is really crazy to think about and i love looking at that this that, like we have big old shark teeth big old megalodon shark teeth like this well, this isn't that big but this is like an ancestor to megalodon we have those because dunkleosis went extinct due to plankton which is bizarre, and I find that so fascinating. Um, the next one is the Permian-Triassic extinction, which is a bit more just realizable based on the name. Um, put this up real quick. So... It was the um, extinction event between Permian and the Triassic area. Area? Era. Um, that is actually where things like Demetrodon, I have this tiny little Demetrodon, you probably can't see it, but there's a bigger one right here. So I'm going to put it right next to this brother. Went extinct. So... In the far north of Pangaea, millions of square square uh, millions of square kilometers kilometers, a chunk the size of the U.S. was destroyed for a hundred thousand years, give or take, due to magma release from volcanoes, which then released noxious gas that caused acid rain, killing off more life, poisoning the uh, the uh, ground, which killed off plant life, things like that which then released CO2 that is six times greater than what we have today, along with the environmental effects that come with that, of that, to which killed 90% of all species. So we have like, what, 18,000, eight, not 18,000, 18 million species today? <laughs> What is 90% of 18 million? 
Actually, that's that's still a lot. No, it's not. Because if you look at it, 16,200,000 species would go extinct. You would be left with like only 2 million species, like less than 2 million species. It would be like 100,900,000, like 1,900,000 species left, which doesn't, it sounds like a lot of species. But whenever you think that like that's on today's standard and who knows how many species were like alive back then. Because you had the land, you had the oceans, you had, um, uh, because that's eight, that's only eighteen million species of animal things like plants and insects and birds and fish and uh, microorganisms, things like that burned up. They were just obliterated, gone forever, and we may never know about it just because of like preservation bias. And fun fact about this. One of the oldest evolutionary ancestors to the human is the Lystrosaurus. And it survived by going into caves and just venturing away from that like lava spew. And whenever they came back after the lava had kind of started or the magma had kind of go away and the CO2 levels not necessarily balanced out, but got to a more sustainable level. And the environment wasn't completely murdered, deadly, uh, fallout for toxic wasteland. They kind of grouped back together and kind of evolved and changed. And eventually, down the uh, evolutionary tr- uh, path, these guys actually turned into humans. So that is actually our oldest ancestor, which is crazy to think about. And that happened... 250 million years ago. I, I don't know if I pointed that out, but that's about... No, wait. This is Permian-Triassic? So that's this area. Right through here. So there's like a large chunk of it where there's just like nothing going on. Which is really crazy to think about. So then, this is not necessarily one of my favorite, but... I, I think it's interesting. Um, This is the Triassic-Jurassic extinction. They know what species died. What species died during the? Because I, I don't really know one of them. Just off the top of my head. Oh. Well, Lysosaurus went extinct during this one. That's a bit sad. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, this is the uh. Triassic, Jurassic. So Permian was like proto lizards. This was kind of the end of that. So this is a major like phenom. These are like major phenomenon kind of natural disasters, if that makes sense. So that was 210 million years ago. So right about this area where Saltosaurus and Brachiosaurus are. Um, I have one of both of those actually. Well, that's not technically a Saltosaurus. It's like an Olomosaurus or something. Uh, well, that's not besides the point. Yeah, I'm pulling that. You know what? Just for funsies. I'll pull them both down. Just because I really like sauropods. Uh-oh. Just because I really like sauropods. And preferably not dropping them everywhere. I'm going to pull these bad boys down. Just to, just to have them in the show for a little bit. 
Just because I like Sauropod so much. Um, so, a massive rain monsoon, massive rain monsoons with global storms basically flooded, flooding the earth. That rain for a million, for a million years, give or take, flooding the earth as surface water rerouted, reroute earth's surface being fertile silt uh bringing fertile silt with it so it kind of picked up the top layer of for like fertile silt and kind of distributed it a little bit causing the land to become more forested and many ancient reptiles failed to adapt 76 percent of life died out but the ones who did were called dinosaurs so again ancient reptiles not dinosaurs actually i'll leave these things so, in the Jurassic is when we start getting big boys like these. Please don't fall. Please don't just knock everything over. Thank you. We start getting big old bad man pajamas like not these guys. I'm going to take these guys away just for right now. For uh, Allosaurus and I'll say it's a Saltosaurus. It's like Allomoramus. Allo, not Allomoramus. That's a different thing. But it's like an Allomosaurus or something. Uh, and Brachiosaurus. We got those. And little little proto-reptiles. They're not dinosaurs. Because uh, I, I like to make this joke. I'm not the one who came up with it. So please don't say I Please don't quote me with it. Dinosaurs have three main things. That make them, uh, well, dinosaurs. Which make them unique. One, their hips are under their legs. You can see that with uh, Sauropod and Big Al here. With uh, Sir Riggs. Because Rig discovered the Brachiosaurus. So I'm going to call him Sir Riggs just because for funsies. But you can see the uh, legs are under the hips for both Big Al here and Sir Riggs. Um you can see that, but there's three things. Like I said, the hip, the legs must be under the hips. Um, they're warm blooded, and they're cool to study. I'm kidding on that last one. <laughs> That's just a little joke I'm making, because things like Demetrodon and Lystrosaurus are just as cool to study, in my opinion. But I mean, things like Demetrodon, where the legs were off to the side, and Postosuchus, and um, Lystrosaurus, and big old dinosaur, or not dinosaurs. I'll call them proto-reptiles, like these. Basically, almost like alligator-like creatures. Things like these. They went extinct because they couldn't adapt to the more forested areas. Which I think is actually part of the reason why I think sauropods came into existence. Because you got this huge fertility rush that just spread all the uh, fertile silt across Pangaea. So you got all these huge trees starting to grow everywhere. And all these dinosaurs are like, oh, I can't no longer survive on shrubs. There's other things. And these shrubs are kind of gone now. Um, so they started to grow bigger and get their necks up and start eating the trees. Which I think is really fascinating. Um, that's personally just me. I mean, I would assume it's all of you too, because that's why you're listening. But that that is that extinction. It 
it's these species died off because they failed to adapt, and these species changed to adapt to um the new the new environment. Oh, I'm gonna take these guys not away, but I'm gonna move them. And now you have the most famous extinction of them all. The K the Cretaceous tertiary extinction. The KT extinction. It happened 65 million years ago. Give or take. Look at the right side. Hang on. Right here. The KT extinction and the in the famous KT Cretaceous extinction where the asteroids slammed into Earth sending dust, rocks, ash everywhere had earthquakes i'm pretty sure there were floods because of uh seismic activity but sent sent ash and things into the atmosphere and everything covered the earth and or uh, everywhere covering the earth in darkness killing 70 percent of all life so if you guys remember back to the tyrannus uh storis interview at all he gave a pretty good explanation about everything 55 pounds and up died off. So that includes our friends, the dinosaurs. Things like T-Rex, Triceratops, big old dinosaurs in the Cretaceous period. They all died off. They were just gone. Here. I can do this for symbolism. I don't even think I can get in there yet. Um, I'll do this for symbolism. I'll put a rock here. It's a very pretty rock. Um, just symbolizing the meteor that just basically cut the lineage of the... We, we had this discussion with the uh, Tyrannosaurus guys, guy, there was a multiple of them. Um, they were kind of dwindling down in evolutionary changes. So there is a chance that they would have um, kind of stopped evolving. But they were definitely just cut short whenever the asteroid slammed to them and killed them all. But here's the thing, only 70% of life. That extinction is actually like the smallest of the like mass extinctions like these, which is crazy. It is the smallest of them. And things like mammals and even small reptiles, small dinosaurs, small oh, well not even fish, a lot of like aquatic creatures were pretty unharmed. Alligators, sharks, Small mammals, small dinosaurs even survived. And they evolved into modern birds. Uh, more reptilian creatures resurfaced. Um, mammals came and they started to evolve. They got really big. They turned into megafauna. So that's like Smilodon and Woolly Mammoth and things like that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's where we get those big old 
uh, creatures like like megafauna from is because the lineage of the dinosaurs was cut short by the asteroids. There is a chance that they would have still evolved into existence. That I'm not saying that that's what's that that's what uh, is the only reason that they evolved in, into existence because there is a real big chance because we were talking with about that with the Tyrannosaurus guy um, that the dinosaurs would have kind of evolved themselves out. They would have like evolved themselves out. Uh, their um, diversity was dwindling. Uh, you're getting very bare bone species in places. So he has like T-Rex, Triceratops, and Montosaurus in the Hell Creek Formation. That was pretty much it for most of the time. So there is a chance that they would evolve themselves out, not necessarily of existence, but mammals could have taken over. But that asteroid was definitely the end-all, be-all. Dinosaurs were dead. The big dinosaurs were just dead and gone, basically. And it gave that man, the those mammals basically that ability to shoot up and get ready to evolve as quick as possible to just spring up. And yeah, I mean, it's a little sad because dinosaurs are really amazing and I would have really loved to study them up close, but, and we can with modern birds, give or take a little bit, a little guesstimate, but their lineage was cut short by that asteroid. And I know I said that was the last major mass extinction, but technically we are in the sixth mass extinction. Granted, it's not some crazy force kind of thing, crazy act of nature that came about like monsoons or fire or whatever else, but But us, humans, as an existence, we became the asteroid, if that makes sense. So we became the asteroid. Now, you're probably asking me, well, Eric, what does that mean? What do you mean we became the asteroid? Well, we are in the sixth mass extinction. Scientists really do believe we are in the sixth mass extinction. Uh, I would assume it's the neogene to the paleocenic kind of mass extinction. I don't know what they've named it um, yet, but it is basically the hunting of megafauna. Here, I'll use this for semblance. Um, give me a moment. Take my little guy. He's real tiny, I know. I'll use this for semblance. So, what do you mean? We are the asteroid. So... The asteroid was the kind of end-all, be-all, nail-in-the-grave for dinosaurs. 
we were kind of the end-all, be-all nail in the grave for megafauna. Which is why we don't see Elasmotherium and Smilodon and Mastodon and Mammoths and the giant elk with the huge horns everywhere. Even here in North Carolina, or not North Carolina, but North America, we used to have lions that were that looked like the ones in Africa, but bigger. The megafauna that is left is like in Africa, and that's it. And the diversity of it isn't really that much. The diversity of megafauna used to be so vast. But humans kind of overhunt the changing climate, um, the spreading out. Uh, I said overhuntings. But we kind of... So, the, I mean, it was... It, they were Ice Age creatures. So they had big fur... They had, they were pretty big with lots of fat on them usually to keep themselves warm. It began to warm up. So eventually they got smaller. They lost that fur. They lost that hair. Um, humans were still evolving into existence. So we were hunting them for food, uh, some for spore, right of patches, uh, passage, um, Beats of strength. If you get that reference, you do. Um, things like that. But kind of to end all be all, it was the overhunting of them a little bit. Um, because eventually they just started to spread out so much and they died off from heat stroke and things like that from the atmosphere, or not the atmosphere, but the environment changing so drastically. And then we just kept hunting them and kept hunting them and kept hunting them. They kind of just died off. So megafauna, it's not completely gone. Don't get me wrong. It isn't completely 100% gone. But it's mostly gone. And that is something sad. It's very sad. And I know there's going to be somebody... Somewhere that hears this and they're going to be like, typical humans. But we were also still Neanderthal. We didn't understand species preservation. We didn't understand that. And, and granted, we were not running in there with a gun and shooting them from 100 yards. They were running up. It was like six, six or seven dudes running up with spears and stabbing these giant elephant creatures. And just poking at him, making them mad with a whole herd charging at him, killing like six or seven of them with this giant tiger that was hunting you. It was a lot more primal that we were hunting these things. So to be able to hunt them to extinction is just like a feat in its own, kind of a show of just human strength, which is just, it's both amazing and depressing. Because it's amazing that we had this strength to just do that. We had the ability to do that on top of the fact that we did do that. But, I mean, we became the asteroid for the megafauna, and that's why they are gone now. And so, yeah, that's roughly the... mass extinctions so this isn't even the proper like 
timeline of these things, but I'm just putting them here just because it's like a show. Um, so this is kind of how it went a little bit. But yeah, this is basically how you can kind of see how species changed over time to more adapt. So it got out of the water and their hips were out and then they got under and they got larger. Um, a crazy incident, a rock hit them and then mammals were able to evolve and then humans got intelligent and killed them. So you can kind of see where it is. You can see the chain of evolution. But yeah, this was my episode on the five major mass extinctions. Um, now, I'm not saying there aren't other mass extinction events and extinction events in general. I'm just saying these are the like five major ones that really kind of shaped our world, if that makes sense. Um, not our world, but like life on our world. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I'm your host, Eric Crawford. Uh, I will see you all next time, probably with a... When will this be coming out? Let me check my calendar real quick. Because uh, uh, next episode might actually be... There's a very good chance that the next next week will be just single dinosaurs, but... In January, I do have some interviews lined up, so please keep your eyes out for that. So that's actually a great time to talk about this. Go follow me on Instagram. You can see where I post all of that. You will see about interviews and about uh, upcoming events, upcoming episodes. You'll get little like questions, things like I often post a little thing that's like, what's your favorite dinosaur? And just talk, talk about that. Please Type something on there. I like posting that and seeing what people, what kind of dinosaurs people like so I know what to more focus on. Like, I don't want to do a billion T-Rex dinosaurs be, and y'all want to see sauropods. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I want, I want y'all to be a little involved in that. So, if I put that up there, please, please respond to it. But that's where you can see things about um, interviews and cu- upcoming episodes and Things like that. Um, Yeah. Uh, But I do have some interviews lined up for January. And this video will be going out early on YouTube. So please go check out the YouTube channel. I try to post stuff uh, uh, on there earlier than everywhere else. Um, The last thing I usually update is the website. Um, So... Hang on. Here is the website. It's kind of the hub for everything. You can see that interview with Tyrannosaurus. I really recommend that. We did have some technical issues, uh, issue, is technical difficulties um, in that episode. So I will have to get him back on an episode. But you can see the last episode. Episode. I do do these a little bit early. So Andrew Sarkis was the last episode, and there was something between it which was the Krylophosaurus and Nanakwisaurus fight. So please bear with me. From here, you can get to the YouTube. You can get to the Instagram if I click on this. 
you'll usually see a little picture here. Um, you'll get the um, this is usually the Spotify audio. You'll get the little blurb that I usually do. Um, that's not what I wanted to do, but yeah, on Instagram, go check out Tyrannosaurus. That was a really great interview, and then you'll get the YouTube video usually down here. Yeah, so yeah, and that's the website. So please go check that out. Uh, that's the hub for everything. And if I ever get merch, I'll definitely put it up on there. Um, but again, I'm your host, Eric Crawford. This has been Producer Life Podcast, talking about the five, six. Let me correct myself. Six major mass extinctions. Um, I'll see you all next time. Uh, remember, keep it prehistoric. And goodbye. Thank you.